models. It had the expensive main model and then the not the less expensive cheaper model, but that model had built-in ads that would play every Oh no. Ad- yeah, that you couldn't skip. Granted, I don't think the service ever was launched, so it doesn't really matter now, but Yeah. But what makes the system insane is the company behind it. Oh, okay. So it was made by this company called Tiger Telematics, not to be confused with Tiger Electronics. Okay, I was going to say that. I was like, huh. So one of the guys behind the the Gizmondo was actually, it was a guy named like Stefan Erikson. Yep. And he was a member of the Swedish Mafia. Oh. And he famously wrecked a Ferrari Enzo in like a high-speed crash, totaled the thing, got like caught like drunk like this whole crazy story like split it split the thing in half yeah and it like got like arrested like insanity did he also advertise with scantily clad women a lot oh yeah seeing a lot of pictures of those too oh yeah they they (laughs) even they even sponsored formula one i was gonna Also known as the Barbecue Games on Instagram. And I'm Alex, his sister, who brings only chaos. And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, a mostly video game centered podcast. But half the time, we just talk about anime. <laughs> and that collecting thing, well, that's mostly just an implication at best. So come along and enjoy us on this adventure as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been? It snowed today! So, I had a snow day and I worked from home, which was nice. Yeah, I had to drive in it in the storm. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah. Did they say you had to come in? Well, let's see. I had the option of not coming in or not getting paid, so... Ah. You mean not getting paid, or not coming in and not getting paid, or coming in and getting paid? Okay. Yeah, it was either I it was either I get paid or I don't come in. So in other words, I went in. Well, that sucks. That's part of having to work as a in an industrial field. Uh, yeah, I don't think I I honestly wouldn't have made it in, like. We, I don't know how many inches you got, but we got, like, I'd say, like, four to five inches of snow, I would say. It wasn't even that it was, like, a lot. It was just that it was so early in the morning that they didn't plow anything yet. Yeah. No. That's why I stayed home from work. I had my assistant. She helped me for a little bit, but then she took a nap, and I was like, you're fired. Oh, this, I've had two mornings of, like, terrifying driving this weekend. Oh, really? I mean, this week. Yeah, on Wednesday, my first day back after vacation, I get on the highway, and it's, like, slick, like, black ice everywhere. I almost did a 360. Oh, yeah! That was, um, that was crazy! Like, I don't know what happened, but I got so lucky. Like, I was driving to work, I got on the highway, my road was fine, my highway was fine. I get off the highway, I go on, like, this turnpike that leads to my work, and it it literally just got icy as I turned onto my work street. 
And it was, like, just a flash of when it got icy. Because I'm not kidding. Like, it wasn't icy my whole drive. And then suddenly it just became ice. And then, like, when I... My coworker, she came in, um, like, ten minutes after me. And Berlin Turnpike was frozen. But she made it off the highway fine. But when she got onto the turnpike, that's when it was frozen. So it was, like, Mm. it literally just was, like, like, flash frozen. It was nuts. No, we had... Just like the highway, like was like frozen, so I got yeah. on, going like full speed, like I normally do, and all of a sudden the thing, like all of a sudden, starts like turning out from under me. I'm like, whoa! Yeah. So I catch it, and then I'm looking around, and I see there's a guy off the thing in the woods, turned around. Oh my god! That there's police. <laughs> there's police cars coming from one side, and there's police cars coming from the other. It's like yeah. there's been multiple accidents, and I'm it like. Was... Oh, boy. It was bonkers. So then the, Look, oh, you finish. Well, so then the first thing I do is I call our mother, and I'm like, be careful getting on the highway. Yeah, no. That was good. Well, it was bonkers because, like, so me and... When I got to work with my coworker, um, we were looking at, like, the maps that show, like, the traffic maps, and they show mm-hmm. little icons for when, like, there's an accident, and you couldn't see the map. It was just covered in accident icons. Oh, yeah. It was bonkers. And, like, they had to close whole highway down. So, like, there was this one picture where it was, like, a 20-car pileup just blocking the whole road. It was nuts. Like, they I think didn't... I saw that on... I think I saw one of those on Reddit today. Yeah. It was bonkers. And my coworker was showing me where she lives. It's, like, there's, like, a hill and it curves. So, it's, like, a hill... Hill down and hill up. So they were, she was just sending me, like, she was showing me the pictures her neighbor was sending her of, like, just all the cars that were just, like, piling up. Because, like, it's down and it's down. And, like, you couldn't even get up it, too. So it's, mm-hmm. like, basically, like, a pitched-in area. But it's also a curve. So it's just all chaos. And it was just cars, cars, cars. And they just kept slamming into each other. It was bonkers. Yeah, today was brutal because I was going in, and uh, it wasn't even, like, the heavy snow. It was just that light shit that just kind of piles up and doesn't yeah. do anything. So, I mean, it was real easy to clean the car off because it all fell right off. Yeah. But, my God, like, getting into work, I was like... So, I, I drove to Dunkin' Donuts to get coffee, mm-hmm. and I didn't have my four-wheel drive on because I, I didn't think about it. Yeah. So, I'm like, that was hell. So, as I'm waiting in line, I flipped it on. Yeah. So then I'm driving the rest of them, I'm like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> like, now it's easy. Yeah. Then I get on the highway, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like people are just driving, like... So you got, like, box trucks that are just in the middle of the highway, so it's like you can't even get around them. Yeah. Like, I was in the breakdown lane to get around them because they were driving in the middle of the highway. Oh, God. I'm so and glad then... I didn't even attempt to go to work. <laughs> just hearing And then I had this. one guy right in front of my exit decided he was afraid to drive, so he just turned his hazard lights on and started going 10 miles an hour. Yeah. I was like, dude, worst possible place to do this, one of the busiest off-ramps in, on the entire highway. Yeah, that's just a bad... And he didn't even take the off-ramp. <laughs> he oh. kept going. Oh, so he no. jacked everyone up behind him. Oh, no. That could have caused like... such a bad accident if one person's brakes didn't get it. Like, oh, my God. That could have been so bad. And then, and then speaking of brakes not getting it, I get off the highway. I almost spin it around because of how the that road is. Yeah. Then I get to our where I work. And where I work is... The entrance is, like, going downhill. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, I hit the brakes, 
and I don't stop. So oh. I just kept going. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm going to the industrial park now. So I had to turn in the industrial park and turn around, climb up the hill, and then get in. Well, thankfully you were able to get up the hill because sometimes like you can't even get up if it's slippy. Oh, it, was, it wasn't that bad. It was just I hit it. I wasn't oh. even going fast. I, I just hit you it just, just right. That yep. I slid. I was like, uh oh. Wow. I mean, I stopped it, but I was already halfway past, so I was kind of like, I might as well just go and turn around. Huh. No. But I was like, Jesus Christ, and then. It got, and then, okay, now I'm just ranting, but <laughs> then leaving work. Yeah. Every, by now, everything is, like, down. it's barely snowing. It's all down to pavement again. Yep. Nothing's wrong. So I get around the back, and I'm taking the back roads. Guy cuts me off. Oh, great. Didn't even make an attempt to clean the snow off his car. Oh. Like, his, yeah. his rear windshield was still covered. I was oh, like, I Dude. hate that. Oh. So it's, I'm getting pelted by the snow, and he's going t- like 10 miles an hour in a 40. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, that sucks. And he's he's going so slow. Like, I don't like to ride up people's asses, but when you're going so slow that literally my car is riding up your ass without even touching the gas. <laughs> oh, God. Seriously? Yeah, I was rolling up his ass. I was like, dude. He eventually turned, took a turn. I was like, what the hell? I would have beeped at him at that point. Like you're gonna cause an accident at that point. See, dude. when some when I by the fact that his he didn't even attempt to clean his snow, I figured he wouldn't even give a shit. No, true. I hate that. That's so dangerous. Uh, just, I'm just like sitting here. I'm like, where is a cop when you need one? I know. Well, that's the thing, though. Like they're just like they're ne- I like I never see one when you actually need one. Like on the highway, like when someone's like driving like insane, they're never there sucks yep yeah i'm glad i didn't have to drive into work today i just had to go clean off my car which didn't take me that long and then i had to shovel my spot out and i shoveled my spot to the line perfectly because <laughs> i wasn't shoveling anyone else's spot no thank you uh, and it wasn't too bad honestly it didn't take me that it took me like an hour but that was like pushing the car off and then shoveling the snow so can't complain yep but now it will uh, be perfect to get out tomorrow so oh yay <laughs> bill what are you drinking oh <laughs> i got you addicted to them didn't i no these are the same ones <laughs> you can nice. go first <laughs> i'm drinking a cayman jack margarita in a can <laughs> And I'm drinking a Cayman Jack margarita in a glass <laughs> little bottle. I don't really know what to call this. It's not really a bottle, but it's not a glass. It's like, I'd say a it's jug. more it's more jar-like. Well, it's jug, yeah. I'm going to call it a jug. <laughs> it's not very big, though, <laughs> but it's a jug. Yep. Yep. So it's been a week. Uh, we started our RuneScape adventures, for anyone yes. who wants to know. Yes, we until my laptop until my laptop decided to poop itself. Yep, good job. Again. Yeah. So she was just stranded in Lumbridge without me. <laughs> and then I eventually went back to the town to do a bunch of the tutorial stuff. I don't know how, how to did you? Well, I, it told me to make a bow and arrow, but I don't know how to make the string. How do you make the string? Oh, uh, you need to uh, this is a sneak peek at our RuneScape podcast that is eventually going to happen. You yeah. need to get flax, and you have to spin the flax on a spinning wheel. 
how, what's flax and how do I get it? I'll show you next time we play. Okay. Well, I wanted not, to play. I wanted to play tomorrow. Can we play tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Well, let me know. I have things to do in the morning. Like, I gotta get okay. an oil change and stuff. So. We'll have to see just because I don't know how this. I'm watching it now and it seem, the battery seems to be holding, so okay. maybe. Alright. But, um. We'll see. Worst case, I'll yeah. play on my phone or something. <laughs> okay. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, so any anime? <laughs> Actually, yes. So today, because I was working from home, I kind of took the opportunity. <laughs> my TV was right there as I was working on my laptop, so I put on some shows that I need to catch up on. So I finished the Rohan Kishibe. It was like a four-episode one, and I only had the last episode to watch, so I watched that. And then I watched uh, a, a Gretzko, Aggressive Gretzko, season four, which I didn't realize came out, and that was good. That was really good. I like that. They're making a season five. Uh, and then, and then I watched. Well, this isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't anime, but I watched the latest season of Big Mouth, and I feel like it just gets worse and worse every season. I'm not. That might be a hot take, but I, I thought it was pretty trash. This one. Um, and then I just started rewatching B Stars and there's a season two, so I'm rewatching season one because I haven't seen it in a while, and then I'm gonna watch season two. So I think it was only okay. episode five. So I have a ways to go until the next season. How about you, sir? Um, I've been binging my teen uh, romantic comedy snafu. Night. I don't remember what that one is. I gotta look that up. It's it's a slice of life comedy with it's like my team. guy who guy who hates the world and then other characters and it's it's like kind of a rom com kind of not it's very self aware. Oh, Okay. Let's see. It's fun. It's really amusing though, and the animation's nice. It's an anime. Oh, I've seen pictures of this before. Yeah, they get really fan servicey with the fan art sometimes. Huh. I'm not surprised. Oh wait! Don't you have a figure for one of these? The main character. Yeah, I have. I have the main female. Oh okay. Yep, I recognize it. Um. It's a fun show. It, it reminds yeah. me of Azamanga Dayo, only not, oh. not as a. With more of a plot. Oh okay. Huh. I'm not gonna it's lie. Only I have no interest in watching this. No, it's you probably just, wouldn't. No, it just doesn't really. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I won't. I won't completely outright it, but it just might not be for me. But it it's not, it's not really a it, as for, for something that has romance in the title. It's not really much of a romance. It's more of a comedy than anything. True. You know it's what? Pretty, oh, oh, you you go. I was just gonna say it's pretty self-aware, and it's only three seasons, so. True. And they're only thirteen episodes apiece, so it's not a super long show. You know what I've been really struggling with. What? Writing 2022. It's real hard. Like, whenever I have to write something with the date, I just keep putting 21, and I still haven't gotten ready to do 2022. Uh, you'll be fine by March. That's usually when, when it when it finally <laughs> Yeah, I know kicks it in. usually kicks in by, like, February. Uh, well, March. Uh, February, March at the latest. Except for February, it will be February 22nd, 2022. Well, oh, it'll be two, 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 two. <laughs> yeah, two, 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 two. Ooh. 
Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I haven't really been watching anything. I'm waiting for the Yashihime dub to come back. And then you're waiting for Attack on Titan. Oh, so I just want that to finish so I can binge it. Mm. Well, I'm trying... I don't even think the first episode has gotten out. I don't know if it's gotten out yet. On... Yeah. Have to wait and see. Final. I don't know which day, what day it was coming out. I think it was... Hmm. What day does it come out? Season 4. Part two. Now I'm like, I genuinely need to know now. Um, final season, part 2. It's only this was three days away, and this was January six. The art looks really cool. I don't see the date hmm. though. I just want oh January 9th. so it hasn't started coming out yet. Gotcha. So it's pro I don't know how it's coming out, but I'm assuming it's probably like an episode a week. So you probably got gotcha. a couple of weeks. You probably got. Four. I got. I I have a ton of like twenty six and thirteen episode series oh, I yeah. want to watch. So well, I was trying to I see if, catch up on all those. I was trying to see if it would balance out to where you could start watching season one of Attack on Titan, but I don't know if it will balance out right away. Uh, balance out to when the episodes will. So I'd wait. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I oh. got plenty of thing. I got plenty of things to watch. So yep. But anyways, but yeah, we, we have a we topic have a... today. I said it sure. this time. <laughs> I hope you feel good about yourself. I do. I feel great. Just kidding. I'm ugly and I'm obese. And no one likes me. <laughs> I would punch you if I could physically do it First yourself. Wolf. I just punched the camera. Oh, Bill just covered it up. I saw your gross finger. Ew. Anyways, so anyway. our topic for this, for the, our topic for this episode after that lovely introduction is we're actually going to be talking about the history of handheld video game consoles. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty insane. Yep. So. Obviously, when you think handheld video games, the first thing that comes to mind would obviously be like a Game Boy or a DS yep. or maybe a PSP. Yep. But it actually goes way farther back than that. Way, way back. So, I guess if we're going to start from anywhere, we'll start from the beginning with the first quote-unquote official handheld system, mm-hmm. as you could say was a thing called the Mattel Electronic Auto Race. Mattel Electronic Auto Race? Yeah. It was... It was basically a... very impressive-looking... solid-state... electronic thing. It had no moving mechanisms at all, and you only had the few controls, and it was very basic. 1976 technology. Oh, wow. I'm looking it was... at it right now, and it's like... <sighs> it looks like a calculator, kind of, without yeah. the screen. Well, I mean, like, the, the screen... I'm assuming, like, where I'm looking at it now, there's, like, these red 
this little like window at the bottom and there's like spaces and they i see these red squiggles are those the cars supposed to be yeah i think so and then there's that side like thing that looks kind of like the screen yeah yeah it it's very basic my favorite part about the wikipedia article is the fact that it says it was copied by the soviet union what (laughs) (laughs) i assume they made a copy of it oh why not i guess well, it was... I don't know. They made Tetris. So. Wow. This is... A, but, I mean, th- this is the start, you know? Oh, it has a number at the top, too. Wow. Yeah. So there was a ton of those little handheld thingamajigs. But the first, I guess you could say, official console was actually called the Merlin. The Merlin? The Merlin. And there's... This thing I have not heard much about. It looks like a cell phone. Okay. And it was developed. Oh. It was made in. Okay, yeah, it was made in a uh, seventy-eight. And uh, by Parker Brothers. <laughs> huh. I have no idea what this thing is supposed to be or what genre it even is. I mean, could it be like? It could it be like something like the Atari, where you had to put like overlays to play it. I don't know. See, we're in the early phase where I have never even seen these things in action before. Well, it's also interesting, too, because I can I can see that there's, like, actual numbers that you can put on it, but then there's also images of it without the numbers, where it's just, hmm. like, these dots. So I wonder if there was different games based off the different little things you plugged in. So according to the article, it's like there's, like, a tic-tac-toe game, a memory-like okay. game. A lights out style game. Uh, there's like a bunch of very generic games that you can play. A, a yeah. number guessing game. Yeah. And I'm it was what's cool is, it, what's cool is it was actually uh, developed by a former NASA employee. Oh, that's pretty sick. Which is pretty interesting. Huh. Um, and it sold five million units, or less than five million, uh, something around there. Wow. So that that was the first technical console you could say yeah but the first true handheld as we know them today now this thing is funny it's called the microvision it was made by the milton bradley company oh and this was the first official handheld by the modern definition with interchangeable cartridges blockbuster uh yeah that was a game (laughs) Like, I feel like a lot of the pictures are blockbuster. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's not... There was a Star Trek game on it. Oh, wow. Oh, so, okay. So it's like... A, a, almost like you take, like, the front face off and that's the cartridge. Yep. That's so strange. Yeah. And it had a couple buttons built into each cartridge and then there was a little knob at the bottom that you could use. And that was the first official quote-unquote handheld i guess you could say and what's funny is uh, the pictures are very deceiving because it's actually very large yeah no it's like bigger than a switch no there's a picture of it in someone's hand and it's like it's bigger than i'd say my cell phone oh yeah it's 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 a big boy it's 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 not a yeah but the screen we're gonna is be... so tiny <laughs> uh, yeah the screen is, the screen is literally a little calculator thing stuck in the middle 
I love that the blockbuster game is just that um, game where you have the bar on the bottom and you bonk the ball off and it knocks. You know what I'm talking? Mm. I don't know what it's called, but you know what I mean. The boo, you move the bar and you basically bounce the ball on the top and it deletes the blocks at the top. Yeah, that's all blockbuster. Oh, break, like break a. Uh, Breakout or oh, that makes or, sense. Yeah. Why it's called Blockbuster Breakout Blockbuster? Because you, mm. I thought when I read that that it was like Blockbuster the movie rental. <laughs> no, Maybe. no. I wonder if that wasn't a thing at this moment. I'd have to look. But this also but could it... be a time where copyright wasn't actually a thing either. Yeah, well, fair. <laughs> but also, this thing was so obscure that who cared. Well, yeah, that too. But it's funny. This thing was made in 79, and it was at the time retailing for 49.99. Wow. And by t- by 2020 money, it would have it would be going for $309. Oh, Jesus. That would have been a yeah. response. At the, yeah. <laughs> for the time. And it only had a handful. There was only 12 known games ever released for it. Like you got stuff like bowling, connect 4, pinball. Uh, the most well-known licensed game, quote unquote, was Star Trek Phaser Strike, huh. which later lost its um, licensing, so it was just renamed as Phaser Strike. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that was the first technical handheld, and then the whole idea of handhelds kind of would disappear for about a decade. Yep. Because the next one that we'd get, well, that's not technically true. Because Nintendo would actually put out a series of one-shot systems known as the Game & Watch. Oh! And the Game & Watches were... So they were like... Uh, they were basically glorified calculators. Yeah. And what they, they each had one game built onto them. Yep. Yeah, so they released from 1980 to 91. Wow. Oh, and apparently they brought them back in 2020 to 2021. Yeah, no, that's what I was I was looking at. I was like, why is that popping up on Best Buy? Oh, right, because they did, they did new ones, but they played, like, Zelda and Mario. Yeah, like, like the this NES one, games. Super Mario Bros. 2. That's funny. But um, the actual original Game & Watches were... They were basically calculators, and the whole gimmick was they had a game, and yeah. they could tell time, so Game & Watch. Oh, haha. And they all had different designs, and, like... They were famous because one of them, actually, the Donkey Kong one, was the where the uh, the D-pad was created. Oh. Which was part of just how they, um... It was just part of, like, a design oversight to get a, figure out how to make the things work. No, the Donkey Kong one... And the Donkey Kong one actually looks like the DS. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. It's like a DS before the DS. I was about to say yeah. that because I just looked it up. That's crazy. And these were basically, like, it, it's, I don't know if any of these were actually, re- I'm trying to remember if these were even released in America or not. I don't, I don't I think know. they were, I just can't remember. I think We weren't were. alive. <laughs> we they, weren't alive. I think they were, like, I'm trying, I'm, I'm looking at the, um, I don't see any, like, uh, Japanese, like, text, I, but I can't really tell, too, because it's kind of, I feel like these were American. I definitely feel like they were. I don't know. I'd have the, to look into that. I don't see any, like, uh, hiragana or any um, katakana on the images I see. Um, oh, no. It I says don't... the series. 
It says the series sold 43.4 million worldwide. So. Oh, okay. I think they were in the U.S. And well, it's I'm funny, going to assume. It's funny now making this connection because I, I knew of the term Game & Watch because of Smash Brothers. But I uh, never really looked up what it was from, and now I know. That's kind of funny. Mm. It's a, It actually makes me appreciate that more in uh, yep. Smash Brothers because it's like, oh, like it's looking back on their history. It's nice. And the guy who created the Game & Watch was uh, one of Nintendo's main uh, guys, uh, Mr. Gunpei Yokoi, who, oh. if you remember from our Virtual Boy episode, was also the creator of the Virtual Boy. Oh. And... His next creation following the Game & Watch was actually the quote-unquote definitive, when people think handheld, they think this, and it was the original Game Boy. Yep. And the original Game Boy is probably one of the most important, like, handhelds ever created. Oh, yeah. Because it was literally, like, <laughs> it's hard to explain, it was literally, like, a portable NES that you could take on the go. Yeah. In a sense. And granted, it was been black and white, or I guess black and green, as you want to say, yeah. for the first one. Um, had very rudimentary graphics initially. Yep. But. And, oh wait, another fact. It also survived a bomb in the Gulf War. That's true. And it's still <laughs> playing Tetris. And that, that bastard is still playing Tetris to this day. But, um. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. You know what? I, uh, a little sidetrack, side note here. I'm about to rant for a minute. Oh, God. So, when uh, I, we were in middle school, we had a trip to New York. That was the big thing. Yep. Uh, we're from Massachusetts, so it's like that's that's considered a big thing for us. Yeah, New York. So this was, was big. like back. This was like back in like the mid 2000s, and we take the trip, and it's a fucking disaster from day one. It's raining the whole time. Oh God. It was towards the... Our trip got delayed. It was supposed to be early in the year. But um, it got delayed towards the end of the year. So, of course, everybody hated each other by this point. Oh, no. We were this. We were about to finish middle school, and we were all going off into separate high schools by this point. So <laughs> it was, like, already, like, shit was already hitting the breaking point. Yeah. So we go to the trip, and we're stuck in these groups. And, of course, all the groups were made early in the year before... <laughs> yeah. ...when people still liked each other. So now all the groups are miserable. Yep. So, my group was a freaking disaster from, like, the minute, like, <laughs> oh, no. a bunch of former associates I used to know. Yep. And they had the dumbest ideas of fun. Oh, like, it no. was like... Didn't you want to go to Banana Republic okay. because they wanted to see Banana? <laughs> no, no, no. We had... So, there was a few places we had to go. I'm ranting for a minute, but this is somewhat related. Like the Wax Museum? Yeah, we had to go to the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, which admittedly was pretty cool. Yeah. But then they cool. were like... So then we went to the giant Toys R Us with the Ferris wheel in it back when that was still a thing. Yeah. Fine, whatever. I mean, I didn't really want to ride the Ferris wheel, but... Whatever, it is what it is. Yep. Then they want to go to fucking Champ Sporting Goods. You know, a thing that we have fucking everywhere. Oh, God. Yeah. All because it had giant bobbleheads in it. I was like, really? And then they're like, where do we go? And I'm like, the Nintendo store's over there. And they're like, nah, that's boring. But then yeah. they want to go to Banana Republic. <laughs> because they thought it was a monkey store. Oh, and I look, no. I look at them like, it's not. It's a cl high-end clothes store. And they're like, nah, it's a, it's definitely not. And then we walk up there and they're like, oh. So then, of course, we have to walk around it for five minutes. It's like, Oh, no. 
And you know, it's so, yeah, like, I, I, it's so funny, too, because, like, I shop at Banana Republic now. And I'm like, they have, like, middle schoolers cannot afford Banana Republic. Also, no, it they was cannot, so stupid. They can't afford it, but they also can't fit into Banana Republic. They are not your size yet. Those are, like, for women and, like, adults. Like, that's I an know. adult store. Like I was so <gasps> mad. <laughs> Why? Like, because I had stupid oh, people yeah, no. I was hanging out with at the yeah. time. I don't care if they listen to this, but yeah. So I, think I didn't they get to thought see the Banana Republic was a monkey store. So even though we all, stupid. I told them three times it wasn't, but whatever. Yeah. The only cool parts about that trip were the wax museum and going to the top of the freaking build, the one of the buildings, not the oh. Empire State Building because that was too far away. But oh, just a random ass building. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a it's an actual. It's, it's a famous building in, um... I'm sorry. I can just picture our high school just being like, All right, guys, let's climb the fire escape to this random <laughs> building to get here. Yeah, I can actually see that happening at Old Colony, but... I could totally see Old Colony doing that. Just be like, all right, everyone, get your feet up. No, no, Old, Col- Old Colony would have just been like, All right, guys, be back here by five. If you're not here, see ya. Okami wouldn't have gone to New York. They would have gone to like no, the they would... or something. Just no, like... Okami would have. No, Old Okami would have gone to the field like three blocks away and been like, I don't know. Try this. <laughs> have fun. Oh god, I don't even know if my Old Okami did a like senior trip. Did you do a senior trip or anything? You you did a senior trip because I picked oh, you up. Yeah. We didn't. Oh yeah, I'm just, we went to. I'm ranting about high school now. Oh yeah. Yeah, you guys had a trip. They they decided to put. My class decided to put all of our senior money into the prom, which half the class didn't even go to. Uh, I have to say, no. yeah, I'm not, not still not bitter about that. But um, I remember I actually had fun on that senior trip. It was actually pretty fun because I was like with pretty good friends. So yeah, yeah and I had to pick you up from the school, yeah. <laughs> and I did a burnout Yay. out of the tra- out of the parking lot. Thanks, Bill. I know you picked me up in the janky truck. Wasn't it me and? Did you pick up someone else, or was it just me? Yeah, two of your friends. Oh, yeah! <laughs> in the Mustang. Car- oh, yeah. No, I thought it was in the truck. No, it was the Mustang. Oh, Because yeah. I, I, I burned out of the parking lot. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for being a good brother. I burned out of the parking lot, and I flipped off the school bus as I drove by. Nice. I was like, fuck you, even though I actually didn't leave Old Colony on bad terms, but whatever. No. But anyways, back to anyways, yeah. So back rant to our over. Podcast. Rant over. I didn't get to go to the the the, the Nintendo store in New York. Yep. But womp, um. Womp. What did I even handheld. have to do? Like, was that? I just just out of curiosity, is that Nintendo DS that was in the Gulf War? Is it in that store? Yeah, there's a whole museum to see. Oh, like, okay, okay. Because I was just like, I wasn't making the connection of why we went from talking about that. The yeah, yeah. Okay, so no, that, there's a museum that, there. Yeah, that's where that the Game Boy is. It's in that museum. That Bill, we there. should do a trip to New York. Yeah, not until uh, the world's normal again, but... Yeah, but we should, and we'll go to that, and then we'll find a figure store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyways, so... Back to the Game Boy itself now. The Game yes. Boy is fascinating, because it had... So, the handheld race has always been one of the most one-sided curb stomps of all time. Mm-hmm. And it all starts with this 
era right here. Because... So, the Game Boy, when you look at it... So, this era had four major... Um, major uh, entries. There was, obviously, the Game Boy. Yep. There was Sega's Game Gear. Oh, yep. There was Atari's Lynx. Yep. And then t- the uh, TurboGrafx NEC had the, uh, the Turbo Express. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at them from an uneducated, like, someone who doesn't understand gaming or, like the history of gaming, looking at the four of them from a, uh, just an outside glance, you'd think the Game Boy was the worst one of the four. Yeah. Because it was in black and white, and yep. it really didn't have anything distinguishing to it. But then you look at the Game Gear, which is a full color, yeah. and had really nice, like, colorful graphics that were actually pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the Lynx, which was incredibly impressive looking. Oh, and they all had backlit screens, too. That was oh. another key thing, because the Game Boy did not have a backlight, either. No. And then the Turbo Express was literally a TurboGrafx-16 in a handheld, and it could play the same games between the two. Oh! The difference is, though, the Game Boy only needed four AA's, and you were going to get, like, almost 30 like to 40 hours of, of gameplay. Yep. The Game Gear needed six, and you were lucky to get, like, six hours. Ugh. The Lynx also needed six, and you would also be lucky to get four hours. Four yeah. to five. And that, I believe the Turbo Express was also bad. I, that one I don't know much about. Yeah. Other than it's it's really cool and I want one, but I, they're expensive. And this was also the time where rechargeable Batteries. <laughs> things were not really a thing. We didn't they existed, like... but they weren't convenient. No. They were there, but, like, they weren't there. You know, it wasn't easy to get them or anything. It's not like it an iPhone an ad- that comes with it. Yeah, it was an additional thing that you had to buy. Yeah. And it didn't even work that good. Yeah. So, that was one of the key reasons why the Game Boy succeeded. The other no. key thing was Tetris. Ah. Because the Game Boy, initially they wanted to put Super Mario Land as the pack-in game. Yep. But then they found out they got the rights to Tetris. And the story of how Nintendo, like, the story of Tetris and how Nintendo got the rights to it mm-hmm. is an incredibly detailed and, like, amazing story that I don't have time to do justice. <laughs> so I highly recommend you watch the Gaming Historian's video on it. Yep. Because it is amazing. It's over an hour long. Oh, wow. But it is an amazing story that is surprisingly deep. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So the one of the the other the Game Boy's other key thing was Tetris because I believe I believe it was Shigeru Miyamoto who made the point, but it was Mario's a game that gamers will love. Tetris is a game that everyone will love. Yeah. Someone else might have said that, but I know someone made that analogy, mm-hmm. and it, it's true because the game everyone played Tetris. Yeah. Everyone bought a Game Boy to play Tetris. It oh, came yeah. with Tetris. Yeah. And it's one of the most addicting games ever made. Yeah. Now, so. the game the Game Boy 1 went by a landslide. It's like not even not even a competition. The thing is the Game Gear itself is a very impressive little system in its oh, own yeah. right that is only hampered by the fact that it had shit battery life. Yeah, no. I mean, cuz it's a cool console. It looked cool too. I mean, like And I mean, it didn't sell bad. It sold 10 million units like that's still a decent amount. Oh yeah. 
And it actually had an adapter that could play Master System games, because they were basically the same thing. And it also had a TV tuner that you could plug into it and watch TV on it. Back when that was possible, when antennas <laughs> cool, were still around. Cool, I guess. <laughs> uh, the, the Turbo Express also had that. Wow. Uh, it was a chunky little thing, but to be fair, the original Game Boy wasn't exactly the most <laughs> tiny system either. Yeah. Uh, no, the it back, wasn't. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, the ads for the Game Gear? I haven't. So one of them, a lot, most of them made fun of the Game Boy for being black and white. Yeah. Um, one of them is famous where it was a guy sitting on a bench playing a Game Boy, and he just, <laughs> the joke is he picks up a dead squirrel and starts bashing his head in so he sees colors. Yeah, yeah, early gaming ads were great. Oh, but, wow. Um, and then some guy comes in and says, hey, don't do that. Play a Game Gear. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I sensed my cat. Just kidding. I saw mm. her out of the corner of my eye, but then I didn't know where she went. But then I found her. She's behind And me. then, honestly, in my opinion, the most tragic of these systems is the Lynx. Yeah. Because the Lynx was incredibly powerful for the time. It's, it's like an in-between 8-bit and 16-bit. Yeah. And it had some super impressive graphics for the time. Oh, like yeah. one of my favorite one of my favorite versions of Clax. <laughs> Keep in mind Clax was available on all three of these systems. Yeah. And technically the Turbo Express, because it was on that too, the Turbo Graphics. Um But it it was cool. It only sold three million. And its big issue was A the batteries, but yeah. also the thing was fucking huge. Yeah. Cause a because fo focus group so there's two versions of it. There's the original version which is massive yep and the whole reason it is massive is because they did a focus group and they they were interviewing kids oh, and no. a lot of kids made the point that they, they discovered that a lot of kids like very big things yeah unfortunately handhelds are one of the few things that they don't like don't big, like big which is a shame because yeah. it's actually a, a really cool system it and is? thankfully there was a redesigned second model which is much smaller and it's around the size of the game gear and it's honestly the more attractive system in my you know, opinion you know what's funny though like looking at it I, I found like um i was looking at pictures and i found this guy like he did like a youtube video and looking at it in his hand it's about the size of the switch i would say uh, it's even bigger yeah oh i'd say it's like a roughly i think it's thicker but i think lengthwise it's about the same yeah um, but the second but also, the second oh, wait, one was oh, i was gonna say clax you turned it like yeah played you it had vertical? to turn it. so some games you could hold vertically that's actually kind of cool oh and here's this the Lynx's other cool feature it's like one of maybe like there's like two systems out in the world that do this yeah but it was ambidextrous oh so you notice how there's two sets of buttons yep you can actually flip the screen and play it the other way so you could play it left-handed if you really wanted. Oh, that's pretty nice. The thing is, gamers have adapted that it doesn't really matter. Everyone just yeah. can play right, right, righty style. But it, it was an option at the time, which yeah. was kind of cool. No, that's pretty neat for the time. I mean, it didn't oh, yeah. go anywhere in the future, no, but it was it, interesting to see at least. It was a colossal failure, which is sad, because oh. the thing is, ama is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so following that era, 
the Game Gear essentially curb stomp. I mean, the Game Boy curb stomped them, and yeah. it established Nintendo as basically the for the front runner of this era, of, of this whole scene, of the handheld market. And before we move on, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Woo! Break time. And we're back. And we're back after talking about the game, Bert. <laughs> Anyways, so jokes inside jokes. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but anyways, so moving on. The, so as as we stated before, the Game Boy basically ran away with it. Yeah. All the other, all the other systems lasted. Like the Game Gear itself lasted for a bit. Mm-hmm. But it was never to the same level as the Game, the Game Boy. Boy. Yeah. The li- the Lynx and the Turbo Express never had a chance. Yeah. Granted, Turbo the uh, NEC the Turbo Graphics that was in its own weird little mm-hmm. bubble, and Atari was dying. <laughs> yeah. Because so. the next thing Atari would release was the Jaguar. Believe yeah. It, believe Which is underrated. Much better than the N sixty four. I well, will say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so is the Lynx. The Lynx is very underrated too. Yes. But anyways, moving on. So the Game Boy would actually be on the market for a very long time. I'm sure. Like it, it ran from ninety eighty nine to two thousand three officially. Oh wow. Keep in mind this includes the different variations. Ah uh, yes. So there was the Game Boy Light eventually, uh, not the Game Boy Light, the Game Boy Pocket, which was second, eventually released, which was essentially a much sleeker, had a cleaner looking screen, and only ran off two batteries, but still had amazing battery life. Nice. And then that was followed up by the Japan-only Game Boy Light, which oh, okay. was a, it was a Game Boy with a backlight, essentially. Oh, nice. And and it had a badaka dock. <laughs> It had a dump truck. The battery cover was like molded to the battery, so it had these two battery ridges on the back of it. Oh, wait! I want to find a picture of that now. Game Boy Light battery cover. Oh wow! It did have a badonka dock. Yeah, but that that was never released outside of Japan. Although yep. you can you can import them because they're all region free. Yep. And it's kind of cool for what it is. It's still not in color, mm. but it's got a backlight. Yeah. And then that was succeeded by... So, this is where we get to kind of a, an argument that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So, the original Game Boy and Game Boy Pocket and Game Boy Light, those lasted from 89 to... Um, 98. Mm-hmm. In 98, the Game Boy finally saw an upgrade. Yep. In the form of the Game Boy Color. Huh. And this is where things get a little debate- debatable. Because some people consider the Game Boy Color its own system. Yep. And others consider it just another upgrade. Yeah. The reason I consider it its own system was there was exclusive software for it. 
Oh, okay. Yep. Like, because there was Game Boy games that Game Boy Color exclusive games that only worked on the Game Boy it, Color. Yeah, I'd say that that's pretty understand. I'd agree with your statement that it's its own console because you can't play a Game Boy Color game on the Game Boy. So. Yeah, because see, this is where it gets confusing because the Game Boy Color sold fifty four point three million, mm-hmm. but the official sales numbers for the Game Boy line are one hundred and eighteen million. Oh, so that they includes, combo the color and yeah. the... They combo the color and the original. But the color is fascinating because before the color came out, the Game Boy was kind of like seen as like old news. Yeah. And like it was kind of sinking in behind and people were kind of like, yeah, that was a fad, so we're yeah. moving on now. Yeah. And around this time is where you actually start to get more competitors again. Oh, okay. So, Sega being ahead of their time as usual comes out with the nomad oh okay the nomad now was the successor to the game gear and for all intents and purposes the nomad was a genesis yeah it played genesis games in it yeah (laughs) it played genesis games most of the library i think there's a few exceptions that didn't work yeah um it's chunky it it still needed it's so chunky to the fact that the, they couldn't fit the batteries inside of it. They had to have an external battery pack that goes on the back. Yep. So it's a chunky motherfucker. It's thick. But, yeah. So, although, let's be real. Game Gear, Lynx, um, Nomad, you're not playing these with batteries nowadays. You're playing them with AC adapters because they oh, all have yeah. AC adapter plugins. Yes, yes, yes. But... Beside the point, the, the Lynx... I mean, not the Lynx. The Nomad itself mm-hmm. is super impressive. Yeah. It has a full six buttons, so it can play the six-button fighting games. Yep. Um, it's got a fully backlit screen, although I will admit, nowadays, that's the original Nomad screens have not aged well. Yeah. Like, mine in particular is modded with a new screen that's ten times better. Oh, okay. But it has one of the best D-pads ever made. Yeah, it looks comfortable. It is so comfortable. And it's it's literally a Genesis. The problem is, though, it was super expensive. You got... Oh, yeah. I think it had a max four hours of battery life. Oh, that kind of sucks, too. <laughs> yeah. But what made it cool was you could plug it in, and then yeah. you could plug it into a, t- a TV. Oh. And it had a controller port in the bottom for two players. Oh. It was literally the Switch before the Switch. That's pretty awesome. I wonder if, like, when they were doing, figuring out the Switch, if they researched that and they just... I I doubt it. It might have been a little inspiration from someone. Because I'm sure people might have known... Because I'm sure they have, like, a history of things so they don't copy things exactly or they can. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like it might have been in there a little bit, maybe. Not directly, but a little inspiration. The concept. Because technology has marched on so far. Oh, yeah, no. What what killed the Game Gear was it was impractical, it was expensive, and yeah. it was the battery situation. Huh. So, but before oh, it failed... You want to buy one? Think, it's on Amazon. I, well, I already... It's in stock. I already own one. <laughs> I already own one. <laughs> well, you could have another one. It's in the box. I don't need, I don't need another one. <laughs> But uh, beside that, yep. So 
Sega was thinking because Nintendo was kind of on a down, they could maybe swoop in. Yeah. Meanwhile, there was two other companies that were making systems. Dun dun. So, Gunpei Yokoi, after after the Virtual Boy debacle, yep. he had moved on and f- he had left Nintendo on good terms. Like, he had made the Game Boy Pocket before he left. Yep. Not uh, contrary to the whole he left in shame thing, which is a myth. Yeah. No, he didn't he leave in left- shame. No, he he stayed longer than he wanted because he didn't want to leave directly after the Virtual Boy's failure. Yeah. But after he left, he went and formed his own uh, company called Kyoto Labs. Yep. And they worked in a partnership with Bandai, and he released the Wonder Swan. Oh, oh yeah. Unfortunately, I you talking about oh yeah, what happened? Oh. Unfortunately, he would pass away before it officially released. Yep. But. It was a pretty cool little system and pretty advanced for the time. The huh. first model was in black and white, so it was kind of eh, but the second model was full color. Yep. And it honestly was about on par with a early Game Boy Advance, Bill, which we'll be getting to soon. I like the Wonder Swan. You know why? Why? They had a One Piece game. So There's I'm many One sold. Piece games on it. <laughs> but it's, I'm sold. It has One Piece. I'll buy it. Give me 11. I'll take all the One Piece games. I mean, Alex. Yeah. Do you have a One the... Piece game? No, not a One Piece game, but I do have. Oh, those are Inu, Inu trash games. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. There was th- there was I like Inuyasha Inu too. There was three Inuyasha games that came on board. But One Piece but, is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the Wonder Swan existed. And you know, the Wonder Swan, it never came out in America. Well, it but it should've. was fair. It, it was popular enough in Japan. And then another newcomer to the ring was Neo Geo. Oh. Or SNK, I should say, who released the Neo Geo Pocket. Yep. And the Neo Geo Pocket was interesting because. It also was in black and white initially. Mm-hmm. Had no backlight, but had excellent battery life. Yeah. What hurt Neo Geo, though... See, the the original Neo Geo Pocket never came out in America. Uh. The Pocket Color, though, its successor, did. Uh. The, the problem is, though, it had to compete with the Game Boy Color. Yes. But before we get to that, we should talk about the surprise game that saved the Game Boy... And killed any chance of any other company stealing that crown. Oh, okay. It was a little pair of games called Pokemon. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that that sells you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> the cultural phenomenon that is still going on to this day. Yep. Yeah, so safe to say Pokemon re- revived the Game Boy. Yep. And then the color came out, and basically it had a second run its second go at life because now the game boy colors out it's full color yeah still not backlit still which is sucks but you know at the time you didn't really notice yeah and they didn't they also have those like light attachments the worm the worm or were those for the game boy i think we had them for the game boy okay it was both they're both but yeah so the game boy color was phenomenal yeah and it the nomad had no chance the wonder swan Wonder Swan never came out over here, so it puttered along in Japan for a bit. I wish we and, had the Wonder Swan. I, it came out with like six One Piece games, so I want a Wonder to be Swan fair, just for that. To be fair, when those came out, One Piece wasn't a thing in America yet. I don't give a shit. I want to play it. 
Um, but anyways, moving on. <laughs> okay. And, and then of course, and then of course, the Neo Geo Pocket. The Neo Geo Pocket is is interesting because it's a great little system, and it honestly is on par with the Game Boy Color in pretty much every way. The problem is, it did not have the game library uh. to stand up against the Game Boy Color, and it faded into obscurity. Oh, and that's... once again, it was. There's a Switch version. You can play it on the Switch, I guess. Oh, the Neo Geo Pocket. Yeah, they, they released a ton of Pocket games on the Switch. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, I got but, distracted by that. But anyways, so... Game Boy Color is kicking along. It's extremely successful. We've had multiple Pokemons since yep. then. Pokemon. What's funny, because there was, a ri- there was like three categories of games at this point. There was the OG Game Boy games, which were the great cartridge ones. Yep. Then you had these black cartridge ones, which were Game Boy Color games, but they still worked on original Game Boy. Yep. And then you had the clear, the clear uh, plastic ones, which were the Game Boy Color games, which would only work on the Game Boy Color. Yep. Like Pokemon Silver and Gold were could work on both. Yep. But Pokemon Crystal was exclusive to the Color. So, during this time, then, Nintendo's working on a system called Project Atlantis, I want to say. Oh, okay. Which was this super ahead-of-its-time handheld that was, like, full color, full backwards, like, on par with the Super Nintendo. Yep. But it was just too expensive, and it wouldn't have worked for the time. So it ends up getting shelved (laughs) in favor of the, the Game Boy Color, which was still chugging along selling very well yeah eventually once technology moves forward nintendo eventually moves on to the game boy advance yeah now the game boy advance i find the game boy advance fascinating because it had such a in hindsight very short lifespan oh really well in a sense yeah because it launched in 2001. Yep. And it was officially discontinued in 2010. But. But. Yeah. What came out in 2004? Yep. The DS. Oh! So. Which had a Game Boy Advance slot. Yeah, which you could. And was. So the Game Boy Advance itself was very. Here and that. Blink it and blink and miss it. Like it, yeah. it was here and then it wasn't. Yeah. But, so before we get into the the DS, let's talk about the Advance. Yeah. So it sold in its time across all its different variations, eighty one point five million. Yeah. Incredibly successful to the time. Had multiple Pokemon's. Was a thirty two bit system, so it was more powerful than like the Super Nintendo. Yep. But. One thing that hurt it initially was, once again, it didn't have a backlight. And it had a very dark screen. Yep. So, a lot of games early on would wash out their color palettes yep. to brighten up the games for gameplay so you could see them during... see them with the with the screen. Yeah. Because you got, you got to remember how many, like, car trips you'd have the Game Boy up in the corner of the car with the light so you could see it. Yep. And jacking up your neck in the process. Yeah. 
So, and its other big negative was its sound, which it was on par with the Super Nintendo, but it did not have the Super Nintendo sound capabilities. Yeah. Because the sound cards in the Super Nintendo were made by Sony. Oh. And take a guess who was not friends with Nintendo by this point. Not Sony. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't sharing that anymore. Nope. They were like, fuck you, we're making our own so shit. Nin- Nintendo had to make their own sound card for the Game Boy Advance, which was passable. Yeah. The games that were made with it sound great. Yeah. The problem is the super, there's a lot of Super Nintendo ports, ports on the Game Boy Advance. And those sound Advance. bad. Not all of them. Some of them don't sound good, though. Okay. Now, the Game Boy Advance is interesting because the original only lasted, like, I think a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe a year and a half. Yeah, and, it and was then replaced... they remodeled it with, like, the f- yep. flip one. The Game Boy Advance SP, which to this day I still don't know what SP stands for. Uh, I don't think it actually stands for anything. Special, <laughs> I think it's just... Special... Person. You're a special so the person. So <laughs> the S does apparently stand for special. Special person! Because you're a special person playing the Game Boy SP. Oh, no, no, no. The S, the S and P stand for special. Oh. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, the SP was a much better design. It was more... It was thinner. It was designed more like the Game Boy Color and shape. Yep. had a clamshell screen. Backlit. Well, the original was frontlit. There was a yep. later model that was backlit. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, it was rechargeable. Ah, that is nice. I, and the battery lasted forever. That's also nice. Like my Game Boy Advance right now, it's been sitting up in its case for probably five years. I haven't charged it. It still probably will turn on. Wow. But the it SP is... was amazing. Oh, what? you go. I was going to say they made a lot of different color variations. Oh, yeah. Well, colors were all over the place. Yeah. The SP, though, was so far ahead of its time. The only problem it had, it did not have a headphone jack. Oh. Which was so weird. Yeah. I guess maybe they just forgot about it in the design. No, they they did a they had an add-on later that you could oh, use okay. to, but the system itself does not. Yeah. And it would chug along. Sold very well. Yeah, I'm sure. Then, in two thousand four, we get. It's a successor, the DS. Oh, what about the the mini guy, the tiny so one? So the mic. The micro we'll get to. Okay. Now, the DS is funny because... Nintendo is always really weird when they announce a new system. Mm-hmm. They always act like... With the exception of the Wii U, which was deader than dead. Yep. They always act like the new system coming in isn't a replacement for their previous system. Yeah. Like, when the DS came out, they made this whole thing about how it was a another pillar of systems alongside the Game Boy Advance. Yep. Which was horseshit because the thing had a Game Boy Advance slot in the bottom of it. Yep. And it was very and most people we knew from the time referred to the D the DS as the Game Boy DS. <laughs> yep. Even though it's technically the it was technically the first system not to use the Game Boy line name. 
Yeah. And the DS was essentially a... It, it was kind of in between a N64 and a PlayStation, I guess you could say, in terms of power. Yep. But it had beautiful 2D graphics, and its big gimmick was the two screens. Yes. One was a touchscreen, one was a um, regular screen. Yep. And during this time, there was also a few more, like, no-name kind of competitors. Yep. Like, there was the Nokia N-Gage. Oh. And the N-Gage... Honestly, I really want to get an N-Gage sometimes. It's really fascinating. Yes. Is it also a phone? Okay, so that was its gimmick. The the N-Gage was both a handheld and a phone. But it was a very flawed design. Yeah. So it, the the major thing was a the screen was taller than it was wide. That's just odd. Yes, an interesting uh, the, choice. The original model. It's the original model's most infamous design choice was the battery. Co- the batteries actually covered the cartridge slot, so you'd have to take the battery out to put a new game in. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it wasn't a great design choice. And then the most infamous design choice between, but of the system was where they put the the microphone and uh, phone receivers. Yeah. They were on the side, so it looked like you had a taco on the side of your head. <laughs> oh, that probably looks so stupid. L- look up like engage like taco phone or something like that. You'll you'll see some jokes. Oh, yep, I'm seeing some pictures. Yeah. It's not a pleasant design. No. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that system is always going to forever be infamously remembered for that. Yeah. But that was followed up by the N-Gage QD. Yep. Which was the updated re-release. Which, which looks a lot nicer. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, the screen's still taller than it is wide. Mm-hmm. But it has... The microphone is on the front now, so that's already a better thing. Yeah. The cartridge slot is on the bottom, so you don't have to take the battery out, and it just has a much more a, a, ple- a like pleasing look. Yeah, I will say like the it had like a weird like a uh, textured not it's not I don't think it's textured, but it had like a pattern, and it looks a lot better. It looks more phone like I would say uh, the and yeah. the QD uh, than like video game console, but also can work because of it. I think it's a more pleasing. For someone who also wants yeah. to have a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, so the N-Gage was like... It was a little... It was more powerful than a Game Boy, but not by much. Yeah. Because it, it, it could do 3D, but it wasn't particularly good 3D. No. But it, it could do also, like, good 2D games to a degree. Because it had a port of Sonic Advance on it. Oh. Hey, why called not? Sonic N- called Sonic N. Yeah. Oh, it also had the Sims busting out on it. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that's that's something. Which is the same same as the Game Boy game. Hmm. But it did have a few. Also, it had a few killer apps though, which actually did make it stand out. Mm-hmm. Like it had two games called Pathway to Glory, which were cool like little strategy games. Oh, okay. And then it had this cool little like little RPG called uh, Pocket Kingdom, which was was charming. Nice. But other than that, it was kind of obscure. Yeah. And it really. I want one someday because I it's I'm interested in it. Huh. Now, it failed obviously, and the yeah. Game, Game Boy Advance moved on. Another, another handheld from this era, which was around the same time around the DS point, 
was the Gizmondo. Oh. Now, the Gizmondo is one of the most baffling and bizarre handhelds probably ever made. Oh. It's also so, taco-shaped. Uh, not, not as... It's not a phone, though. Not so as not bad, a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But taco-esque. So, the Gizmondo <laughs> is hilarious because of its... I mean, the system itself is actually pretty powerful for the time. Like, it was it was weaker than a PSP, but stronger than a DS. Okay. The thing is, it only had, like, 12 games released for it. Ah. Um, I mean, it barely sold anything, because it was so... You could only get it at these weird kiosks. Huh. And its marketing was terrible. Oh, no. But also, but also the biggest, most infamous thing about it was like it had two models it had the expensive main model and then the not the less expensive cheaper model but that model had built-in ads that would play every oh no ad- yeah that you couldn't skip granted i don't think the service ever was launched so it doesn't really matter now but yeah but what makes the system insane is the company behind it oh okay so it was made by this company called Tiger Telematics, not to be confused with Tiger Electronics. Okay, so I was going to say companies. that. I was like, huh. So one of the guys behind the, the Gizmondo was actually, it was a guy named like Stefan Eriksson. Yeah. And he was a member of the Swedish Mafia. Oh. And he famously wrecked a Ferrari Enzo in like a high-speed crash, totaled the thing, got like caught like drunk like this whole crazy story like split it split the thing in half yeah and it like got like arrested like insanity did he also advertise with scantily clad women a lot because oh yeah i'm seeing a lot of pictures of those too oh yeah <laughs> they, they even they even sponsored formula one i was gonna say because this <laughs> that's crazy yeah this thing it's. I always joke. I'm like, it's the one system that you can, you can that can tie together with overpriced Swedish mafia and sticky balls. Yeah. That was the killer app. Wow. Stick sticky balls. Huh. It's actually a fun game from what I've seen, but that, that's beside <laughs> this is the so point. So strange. So I kind of want one, but at the same time, I really don't. Yeah, it might tie to the mafia. <laughs> no, I just don't want to pay that money for something that's oh, yeah. really no. hard to find. That's crazy. But anyways, yeah, going back now to the DS, let's go back to good systems. Alright, alright. No, so, I want to just keep watching trash. Talking about trash. Well, we can, we can talk about the GameCom. I was going to skip it because it's boring. But... the GameCom? The GameCom was Tiger Electronics handheld. Oh. Oh, I said con it was... when I was looking, and uh, that just brought me to video game con- conventions. Oh, the game con- Is it black and white? Yes. That's kind of but it has a, But it has a touchscreen. Cool. But it's in black and, and, and white. And, and it had an internet modem. Why? Text only. Oh, fun. Yeah, that seems... You know, my favorite thing... So, it had a modem, but it had to be plugged in to, to a router, still. Oh, wow. 
my for, uh, AVGN did a video on it, and his uh, his quote was great because it was literally like, "Why don't you just use a computer?" That's yeah. But well, yeah, the system was in <laughs> the the GameCom is incredibly shit. It's funny when you when you Google that because uh, a lot of just it just mo I get I go GameCom Tiger, and it's showing me just a lot of pictures of actual tigers, rather than the game console. <laughs> yeah, the game, the GameCom was crap. It did have some surprisingly decent like software though. Yeah. Not not saying the software was good, but it had like. It had, it had like so it had Sonic on it. It had Resident Evil Two, oh, Duke wow. Nukem, I think Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, because at this point Sega wasn't venturing into the handhelds anymore, right? No, and they the, hell they made a game for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's really good. Huh. But anyways, moving back to uh, the DS now. Yes. So the DS was so. During the pre the the build up to the DS, we get the next big contender. Yep. Like, the actual f first real threat Nintendo's had. Yes. Since the Game Gear, I guess you could say. Yep. The Sony PSP. Psst, now. Psst, psst, psst. The Sony. Psst, psst, psst. Play PlayStation Portable <laughs> PSP, whatever you want to call it. Psst, psst, psst. Um. So. Keep in mind, at this point in gaming history, Sony had dominated the last two generations. Yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation kicked, PlayStation curb stopped 2. everything. PlayStation 2 still is undefeated to this yeah. day. Ironically, the system that came closest to beating it, is, we'll get to in a minute. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so Sony was on top of the world at this point. So yeah. when you hear that they're going into handhelds, people immediately were like, oh, Nintendo's screwed. Yeah. Plus the fact that the PSP looked like a mini PlayStation 2 in yeah. terms of graphics, while the DS was being very experimental with two screens and had decent graphics, but they weren't as good as the PSPs. Yeah. So then they release, and... So the DS is an instant hit right yeah. from the start. Now, the PSP, on the other hand, is a success, too. Yeah. But not quite to the same amount. Yeah. And this is where it gets kind of weird. Because, so, in terms of sales numbers, the DS is the second best-selling video game system of all time. Yeah. Right behind the PS2. And there's, like, only a small margin. The PSP, on the other hand, sold, in its lifetime, actually sold... Um, between 80 to 82 million units. Yep. That's far from a failure. The no, problem yeah. is... The problem is, it's, it's being compared to one of the greatest video game devices ever made. Yeah. Because it's funny, when you actually look at sales numbers, the PSP actually sold more than the 3DS. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, not that... It, not that it counts, because I think oh, yeah. software numbers on the 3DS were higher, but the PSP software numbers weren't weren't bad either. Yeah. The PSP was a solid handheld, and it 
had some cool ideas like it was online capable it had mm. you could watch movies on it for a short period of time before they gave up on that yeah <laughs> and it had a ton of really cool games the yeah. problem is it kind of gained a reputation as a jrpg machine which it really uh, was yeah i mean as a jrpg fan that's not a bad thing no yeah but i guess the ds was just more all-arounder anyone could play it like well, it didn't matter if you were this fan or that fan like a kid all ages could play it you know it, it had pokemon first off yeah it had pokemon <laughs> it also had early in its launch it had games like nintendogs yeah uh which is, was at the time very popular and then mario like 3d wasn't it super uh, mario? N- mario yet although mario new super mario brothers did come out eventually okay and then there was also Brain Age, which was a, fa- a pretty fun little time-wasting style game. Yeah, no. Among, along with a ton of other games over the years. Oh, yes. And then during this point, we also got quite possibly one of the most pointless systems ever made, in my opinion. <laughs> yep. The Game Boy Micro. Yep. So, after the DS was released, Nintendo released... I guess their final attempt at the Game Boy line, which was the Game Boy Micro, which was the tiniest Game Boy ever made. Yeah. Like, this thing is puny. Mm-hmm. Like, fits in your back pocket. It's smaller than your wallet. Yep. Hell, it could probably fit in your wallet if you try hard enough. But, um... And it's... The Game Boy po- Micro is is weird. It has quite possibly the best screen Nintendo's ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got rid of the Game Boy Color and original Game Boy backwards compatibility. So it's strictly a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And Oh, but it has the headphone jack back, so there's that. That's, that's something. Not a lot, but it's something. The th- the th- and it also had interchangeable faceplates. Oh, so you could change the uh, the color and fa- like faceplate. I guess that's interesting. The problem is though, it kind of came out at a point where it was like no Why? one asked for it. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't per- like how much did the micro go for when it came out? Yeah, it just seems I want to say it was. To me. Yeah, the micro was sold. Okay, so it was only a hundred bucks. Yeah. I guess and it was, it, like, considered the cheaper option, you know, maybe. Because not everyone could afford the DS, you know, so maybe. Yeah. The thing was, though, the DS had so much more to offer. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with that. But think about it, like, maybe you're a family, you don't have a lot of money, it's Christmas time. You want to get True. them the Nintendo product, but you can't afford the DS right now, so you get them, oh, this one that's only 100 bucks. that's a lot cheaper. They can still play blah, blah, blah games, you know. So, this I is guess true, it... although, looking at sales numbers, though, it only sold 2 million. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised. Which, for numbers-wise, that's not particularly great. No. I always thought they were going, Nintendo was, like, trying to go for, like, the Apple marketing style at the time. Okay. Like, that whole, like, trying to be hip and cool to the younger audience with it. Ah, uh, yep. And you know what, you know what's funny about the micro nowadays? Yep. They're expensive as shit. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they are not cheap systems. They are very hard to come by hmm. these days. Like, 
I bought mine from uh, Bowser's Basement, shout out. Yep. Um, for like 150 and I think they're even more now. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, they're not cheap. Hmm. But, but moving back to the DS. So DS and PSP would kind of fight back and forth yeah. during this whole era. And it was a very one-sided fight. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like Sony would try and they'd succeed, but Nintendo would just do everything better. <laughs> yeah. And eventually Nintendo updates the DS because the original DS was frankly kind of ugly. Yeah. <laughs> very chunky. I still have my my old chunkster that um our mother tells us she had to fight for. So I have my chunkster too. And so they would update it to the DS Lite, which is by far probably the definitive DS to own. Mhm. Because it's smaller, slimmer, sleeker, better screen, better battery. Yeah. Um, still has the GBA slot, although the. GBA cartridges kind of hang out of it now. Yeah. It's a lot more streamlined, it, so it's a lot more... Yeah. But that's kind of the DS that most people think of with the system. Mm-hmm. And then that was followed up by another kind of bizarre who asked for this system. Oh, no. The DSi. Oh. You that? remember the DSi. I had one, but I... I... It's so weird. Like, I know I had one because you said I had one, but, like, So, my... you sp- you didn't play, like, any games on it when you bought it. You played with the cameras and the audio. Oh, the audio yeah, yeah, yeah. I most did. of the time. I did. <laughs> I mean, the DSi was essentially the predecessor to the 3DS in a lot of ways because it had yeah. a menu system. You could download software to it. Yeah. Like, it was like Nintendo finally were, like, moving I, ahead. I wonder if it was, like, kind of Nintendo, like, testing out their software. They weren't completely ready for the 3DS to come out, but they wanted to kind of test some of the features with the public, so they put out the it's DSi. It's very possible. Yeah. Or they were just testing ideas that they wanted to use in future projects. Yeah. I think it might have been a mix of that, too. I mean, I think the camera option. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I remember I took so many selfies with that, and if I find if any, if I find that DSi one day, I'm gonna cringe. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> probably. Because we had cell phones at the time that you couldn't take like self you couldn't like take selfies with or like pictures on, so that's what I used. And oh, hmm. oh, the cringe. Anyways, let's never think and about the, that again. Yeah, and around this time too, the PSP also had. A few redesigns. Oh, it didn't have the slidey, like the. So we'll get to that one. The uh, there was the so the original chunky model is the one I originally had. Yep. Then there was the two thousand model, which is the one I, I ended up getting a two thousand model later on, which was just a slimmer, cheaper model. They kind of got rid of some of the excessive stuff from in the, because the PSP actually used mini discs. Yep. Which was one of the reasons why the PSP had shit battery life. But it was rechargeable, so no one cared. Yeah. But um, aside aside from that, it was sleeker, slimmer. Then there was a 3000 model, which was even slimmer and sleeker. Mm-hmm. And then there was finally the PSP Go. Yeah. Which was a very ahead-of-its-time idea that was just too ahead-of-its-time for what it was. Yeah. So the PSP Go was literally a... It was a PSP, but they got rid of the disk drive. Oh, okay. It was one of the first digital-only, like, systems. Mm-hmm. 
in this era, like, of gaming. Oh, so, like, you couldn't... There was no cards or anything. You had no, to download everything. Oh. Did not work with physical media. It was a strict download-only system. Wow. Good idea. Too early. Yeah. Is it, like, in... Is it basically not even usable at this point? If you, like, bought um, one and it didn't have any games on it, you couldn't access the store at this point, right? I, I don't know if the PSP store has been discontinued yet. Yeah. I, I'd have to look into that. Because I think it was going to be, and then they bitched about it, so they decided not to shut it. I don't know. I have, I'd have to look. Okay. But, um, I mean, theoretically, you could probably jailbreak the damn thing at this point. Oh, yeah, no, probably but, at this point. I don't own a PSP Go because I have no use for one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It, it was a cool idea. It's a cool looking system. It's nice. I yeah, like the no, idea. it's it's interesting. I mean, like it's kind of. It just the 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 world wasn't ready for this yet. No. Yeah. And the PSP, the regular PSP three thousand, could do everything that Go could do, plus play physical games. Yeah. So it's kind of silly. So, yeah, it was just a. It was an, a good idea. Not ready yet. Yeah, just not it's kind of. It was kind of like the Sega Nomad in a way. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But um, or even the N Gauge or the uh. I don't want to say the Gizmondo because that thing was stupid. But <laughs> so I have a question. Since we're kind of in the era of Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox, did the Xbox ever come out with any handheld consoles, or am I spoiling? Mm, no. No. Okay. So they just never I, even <laughs> dabbled into that market. Which I want to say if they even. Uh, I I want to say if they even like t were tempted by it, they probably looked at the PSP and just decided it wasn't worth it. Yeah. No. And I just was curious because we're talking about the you know like the the main ones now and like you haven't said anything about Microsoft, so I was just genuinely curious. No. No, Microsoft actually released a bunch of their properties on Game Boy, uh, Nintendo DS, actually, believe it or not. Oh! <laughs> like, uh, Viva, Viva Pinata, which was an Xbox 360 exclusive, actually got a couple DS games, too. Oh, okay. Interesting. It just, it made more sense, honestly. And they they weren't going to work with Sony, they'd rather work with Nintendo. Yeah. Womp womp. So, yeah. So, now we get to... So this is actually probably the saddest, uh, the saddest error of game, of uh, handhelds, because now we're right at the end. Yep. And so this is around the point where mobile phones started kind of becoming a thing. Ah, uh, yep. And now mobile phones are basically gaming platforms. Yeah. And the the future of handheld gaming was kind of looking in doubt. Because mm -hmm. then we get. Nintendo announces their next handheld, the Nintendo 3DS. Woo! And boy, are people indifferent to it when it gets announced. Oh, womp womp. Well, it was essentially, in terms of graphical capabilities, it was a slightly more powerful PSP. Yep. And its big gimmick was, it was in 3D. Ooh. With no glasses. Admittedly, it does look cool. Yeah. But I... So, it looked cool at first, but I generally turn it off whenever I got the shot. And no. I don't even... My current 3DS is a 2DS XL. Yeah. A new 2DS XL, so... Yeah. 
It's funny. I think, honestly, thinking about it, I think I used the the 3D ability, like, the first two times I played it. Like yeah, I got, no, I got done with it. And then <laughs> I turned fast. it off and never, I don't think I've ever switched it back on. I don't. No, a lot of games, too, towards the end didn't even bother with it. No, it was kind of dumb. Well, I mean, it was a cool idea, but not very, like, practical for the eyeballs. So... During the the DS's, I mean the 3DS's uh, lead up, Sony announces their successor at the time known as the Next Gen Portable NGP. Yep. Uh, eventually being revealed as the Vita. Woo! And the Vita was, I'm not gonna lie, it was fucking impressive when I first saw it. Woo! Yeah. Because I mean the thing with two analog sticks, that was a huge complaint with the PSP. Was it only at the one analog stick? Yep. Vita's got two. Yep. 3DS only has one. Ah. Uh, it has touchscreen on the front, touchpad on the back. Uh, it, it uses cards rather than discs, so there's no more of the disc drive anymore. Mm-hmm. And it has s- not quite HD, but they're also like really high de- high definition graphics for a handheld. Yeah. At the time, it was it was the most powerful handheld device on the planet, probably. And it has Persona. Well, that's beside the point. We're, like, <laughs> we're not even getting into game libraries. Yeah. So um, immediately, people are immediately saying, "Oh, this is going to be the final nail in the coffin for Nintendo." Because you got to remember too, Ninten- <laughs> Nintendo was struggling at the yeah. time. Because this is right around when the Wii U launched, when yeah. the lead up to the Wii U, the Wii was kind of like it was still successful, but people were losing interest in it. Yeah. And the DS, as great as it is, was showing its age. Yeah. No, it was older. And the 3DS, admittedly, from first glance, did not look that impressive. No, it was just an updated. Nintendo yeah, especially DS at that point. Com- especially compared to the uh, the P- the Vita, which looked fucking amazing. Yeah. Then the 3DS comes out. Yep. And it's a very slow start. Yes. Now, granted, fully backwards compatible with DS games, so already that's a plus. Yeah. Um. And, you know, software eventually came out. Like, eventually a Pokemon came out. Animal Crossing. Yes. Animal and Crossing like New that. Leaf! Woo! Yep. And that brought and a so- lot of people to buy a Nintendo oh, 3DS. Yeah. And suddenly like that, now the DS, the 3DS is super popular. Yeah. The Vita, on the other hand. So, at the start, they announced for the Vita a ton of very cool-looking software. Like, it yep. had an Uncharted game at launch. There was, like, going to be a Resistance game, a Kill Zone, All their big-name franchises. Like, Little Big Planet. Yep. So those all come out. Some are hit or miss. Some are more mediocre than others. Yep. Then it's like... They just gave up. Like, nothing came out? Well, no, stuff came out, but nothing... There was no, like, wow factor games. No big, like, like title games. So... We make the joke that Persona 4 was the big ticket game. That's not exactly untrue. No, yeah. I like, mean, like, so, there was, like, Rayman on it, but you could play Rayman on different consoles. Well, yeah, that's consoles. the thing. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. Well, to be fair, you could play Rayman on the, uh, frickin' 3DS. Oh, okay, yeah. So, blah, blah. It, it, it didn't look as nice, but you could still play it. Mm. So... It's like, 
we made the the joke was made about the PSP being the JRPG machine. Yeah. The Vita was literally the JRPG machine. I also think too. One thing too is in Japan, it also was like the the visual novel game. Well, to be fair, like, the PSP was as well, and even the. Oh yeah. The th- the DS and 3DS had a good share too, just not as many because they they weren't so much into the more uh, risque ones, as you could say. Oh yeah, no, but like the the PSP and the Vita, like I like I remember like watching like animes during like. A phase where I watched like a lot of like the reverse harem animes because you got to see all the pretty men. Um, it was fighting over one girl, uh, but a lot of them were based on Vita and PSP games, and I never made that connection until like I got more in- interested in video games and stuff. And then I was oh, like, yeah. "Wow!" Like <laughs> and the Vita, the Vita was infamous for this. Oh like, yeah, there was. I love the Vita. I am a huge Vita supporter. Like my Vita library is pretty impressive. Yep. Granted, it's about 50% JRPGs and visual novels, but still. Yeah. Because, I mean, the sad part is, too, that literally all of its killer apps have been taken from it as well. Yeah, like Persona 4. Like, Golden. Persona 4 Golden is now on PC. Uh, all the Danganronpa games are now taken off, are yeah. on, like, you PC can play it on the and, Switch, and console. Everything. Yeah. Um, it had a big game called Gravity Rush. Okay. Uh, that is now on PS4 and as well. And it was just like it was like it never had a chance. Yeah. Because Sony just gave up so fast. Yeah. And, and it's a shame too because it had so much potential. Like you could play PSP, PS1 games on it, all sorts of downloadable stuff. I mean, it had cool little like mini games too that no one even noticed, like Sound Shapes. Yep. Which was a music. It was like a music-based platformer. Uh, yep. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like laughing. So I um I googled one of the shows that I had watched to see if it was a Vita game and it was. <laughs> which which one? It was called it was called a uh, Kami I don't I'm not gonna say it right. Kami Gummy no Asobi? A I don't I don't think that's correct at all. And it had multiple games. It was basically centered around this girl got put into this world with a bunch of gods. Like, and they were Norse okay. gods, Japanese gods, and, like, uh, Greek gods. Sure. <laughs> and basically, she had to go around and, like... Uh, it was like, you you obviously, in a vision novel, you pick one person, that's your route, yeah. and you follow the route. And there's multiple routes with multiple different good and bad endings. But this one was, like... The whole story behind it was, like, none of the gods understood, like, humans. Like, they were all a bunch of assholes, so she had to show them that humanity is a good thing. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was pretty common. I mean, there's a series on the Vita. They also made, Code. like, custom, like, well, I'm assuming they're stickers or something, but, like, little stickers that you could put on your Vita. That's yeah, so that's funny. Um, there was actually a series called Code Realize, which was, like, just a dating sim. I saw pictures sim. of that. No, that's what that one is. It's just a dating sim. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a ton of those. <laughs> there's actually a My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu game on the Vita, too. That's a visual novel. Oh, I know this one too. I'm like seeing just all these like anime. Oh, the most infamous of them all of all the reverse harm horrible shows. What? It's called Diabolic Lovers, and it's probably like one of the worst animes ever made. That it's just ho- sounds terrible. It's horrible. It's awful. Oh. 
But so anyways, bad. getting back on track now. Getting back so, on track. This is so funny now. I'm sorry. So, I just can't get over this. <laughs> so while the PSP and DS obviously were not close at all, yeah. The PSP still sold a decent amount compared to the freaking uh, th- compared to the DS at the time. Yeah. Now the three D the three DS sold seventy six million. Wow. The Vita sold the Vita sold sixteen point two million. Okay. So that's just barely above the Game Gear. Yeah. That's not really good. <laughs> no. And I'm also going to take a gander that a lot of the sales were more in Japan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was discontinued in 2019. Aww. Well, that's still... Uh, well, I don't... What, when did it come out? 2011, so I mean, it had... Well, I guess it had a good... It had some, you know... It's tough. It had... It had a run, but I mean... Yeah. The DS was it wasn't just like... so... Ex- it, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the actually, ironically, the 3DS only lasted one more one year longer. Oh, okay. Because that was discontinued in 2020. Yeah, but but um for obvious reasons why it was discontinued. So, yeah, so now I guess we'll get to the the I guess the end point of handheld gaming in a sense. The Switch, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> After the colossal failure of the Wii U, yeah, Nintendo, I, I'm convinced Nintendo gave up on the console market, yeah, and decided, go with, the, we are the masters of the handheld market. Let's What's... make as powerful a handheld as we can physically make, yeah, and find a way that it can also work on TV, yeah, and that's basically what they did. So the Switch is literally everything the Wii U wanted to be, but better. Yeah. And it's literally a... It's essentially a very a souped-up HD tablet. Yep. With connectable controllers called Joy-Cons. Yep. For, any, for, for people who have been living under a rock for the past, like, ten years. Yep. But, um... And it's literally, you can... Essentially, you plug it into an upscaler and it plays on a TV like a regular console. Yeah. And it essentially... It was a runaway success. Yeah. Like, one of the most hyped system launches, I think, in a long time. Yep. Like, it overshot the the frickin' the Wii U's lifetime sales within, like, a year, I think. Mm-hmm. And what's funny, though, is, like Nintendo always does, the 3DS did not die initially. No, yeah, they kept it going. Because the Switch released in 2017. Yep. The 3DS was discontinued in 2020. Yep. And they tr- they kept putting out 3DS games. Like, there was still 3DS games coming out until around 2019. Yeah. And I'm convinced what killed the 3DS was the disastrous poor reception of Mario & Luigi Bowser's Inside Story uh, remake. Oh, yeah. Because... That remake is the one of the worst selling. Actually, I think it is the worst selling Mario game of all time. Oh, really? And it single handedly killed the company that made it. Wow. Oh, that's. And it's, it's not even a bad remake. It's just it's such an unnecessary remake. Yeah. Because Bowser's Inside Story didn't come out like 
that long ago. Well, it came out in 09. Yeah, but that's still not that long ago. That's over a decade ago, Alex. Yeah. Well, I know, but like, considering... Sorry, you're probably going to hear some background noise in the podcast right now. That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll deal with it. But, yeah. um, I mean, it had been nine years. The thing was, though... Well, I mean, it had been over a decade. The thing was, though... Bowser's Inside Story was a DS game. And the yeah. 3DS was backwards compatible with the DS. Yeah. It's not like the original game, which also was remade, which yeah. was a Game Boy Advance game that was not easy to come by. Yeah. Like, it, it just kind of seems, like, kind of dumb. Like, why? They also didn't... They didn't advertise it at all, and it kind of just came out. Yeah. And, granted, the Mario & Luigi series was on a uh, decline. Yeah. To begin with. But I think the disastrous poor sales of that game basically led Nintendo to just say, you know what? We're done with this. Yeah. Because apparently I've read there was more stuff planned for the 3DS. But they were just like, never mind, we killed it. No, it, it, it was pretty much, I'm assuming, all transitioned over to the to the Switch. What? How many did it sell? I'm like genuinely curious now. Oh, um, only it's not 22,000? Yeah, it was not good. Oh my god, that's horrible. It, it bankrupted Alpha Dream. Like, Alpha Dream is no longer a company now. That sucks. Wow. That's just like, and, for Mario and Luigi? Like, that's insane to think about. 22,000? It was just that pointless it also the game has yeah. performance issues and stuff oh well, that sucks too <laughs> yeah it's it's a very baffling that's thing. crazy to think about oh, wow we're and selling yeah, follow... mario games since the virtual boy in japan oh well i mean i don't count mario clash oh that yeah didn't have no. a chance. I'm, I, as a mainline mario game it's 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 actually kind of scary how bad that game did yeah that's just that's just so I just like I'm like baffled by seeing twenty two thousand, like that's oh, just yeah. like I thought at least a million. Like I didn't even think it was gonna. I thought it was gonna at least get to oh, like mean, a million and be poor. I never thought like twenty two thousand. Oh yeah, just and crazy. even even the Superstar Saga remake did decent. That's the like time. the population of a town, like of yeah. a city. Like that's just that's nothing. Wow. Sorry, that's just like. Wow! Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, so after that, Nintendo's been full-on Switch ever since, and honestly, that that's where the handheld market is now. This Nintendo has just merged yeah. the two. No, yeah, I mean, there's like the Nintendo Switch Lite, which is basically just a handheld version. It's it's for if you don't if you don't want to play on the TV, basically. Yeah, I'm like I'm glad. My Switch is like eighty percent of the time docked, so yeah. Mine's 50-50. It depends yeah. on what I'm playing. Like, if I'm playing Pokemon, I'm going to have it in my hands. But if I'm playing something like... Uh, if I was playing, like, what's it called? Mario Odyssey, I'd play it on the TV. Yeah. Or or your One Piece game. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. Because I tried playing on the thing, but I wanted to play it with a control, uh, pro controller, so... Yeah, and it's it's nuts because handheld gaming has essentially come to an end, and it was a long run. Yeah. Well, not so much an end, more of just it has become 
just part of gaming in general now. Yeah. Like, there's no more two races going on. It's now merged into... One. Nintendo has taken their claim. Yeah. I wonder how thinking about it now. Is this going to affect, like, the future products made by PlayStation and Microsoft? Like, I just wonder if this could affect how they approach making their consoles in the future. There's been theories going on now whether or not this is going to be the final console, the, the, the whether the Xbox One X, mm-hmm. not One X, the X, whatever the new Microsoft Xbox is called. Yeah. Um, and the, there's theories that that and the PS5 may be the final video game consoles to ever release. I oh. think that's a bunch of shit, and people are just being dramatic like yeah, always. But I think so too. <laughs> remember, compact discs were supposed to be discontinued, like. 10 years ago and they're still making new ones so people don't as much as digital media is coming people are stubborn like that and they're not going to give up their physical media anytime soon no yeah i mean i believe it when i see it whenever those like rumors come out like like i remember i remember this one rumor i don't know what it was but i'm like totally brain i had it in my head but it's gone now and i'm just like dang so, I lost when it. Womp womp. I when the Switch became the pop, the mega success it was because it's already at like ninety two million units or something. Yeah. And growing, obviously. I was, I was under the th- assumption that the next PlayStation and Xbox would try to like replicate this, mm-hmm. and I was not really sh- shocked, but I was a little kind of like underwhelmed when I was like, oh no, they're just not even gonna bother. Yeah. But also, Which, I mean, I guess, in hindsight, probably for the better. Well, also, you also have to think about of like when the development for these products started. Probably started oh, yeah, before true. the Switch was even out. So it's probably like, well, we're not going to like tank the idea that we're already almost done with. Because even though like things can be changed, when you're thinking about it, I'm just thinking about it from my like manufacturing perspective and like process perspective... You know, when the Switch came out, they were probably into, like, prototyping it and, like, having the software ready, but coming up with design changes at this point. Because products don't usually come out onto the market until, like, a... Like, they're usually in storage for a while before they're out on the market. So... Uh, I'm telling you now, the PS6 is already in pre-planning phases. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhat Switch-like. Not... I... Switch, I don't but know. Maybe I'm, I'm pretty sure the idea of it being portable, like taking it wherever you go. I see. My whole thing is though, Nintendo owns this market, and no other company will ever true, touch yeah. it. No, true. But maybe I don't. I don't know if Sony's daring enough to try again. Honestly, you never know. And Microsoft, as we, <laughs> I'm curious if Microsoft's even going to bother in the coming years. No. <laughs> Because they, I feel like they're just gonna go all in PC pretty soon. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that. Hell, the day I know the world is in truly crazy is when we start seeing Nintendo games on PC. Yeah, that would be. Because we're already seeing PlayStation stuff. Yeah. Granted, Sony's releasing their games well after they've already been on console for a while. Yeah. No. True. It's not like Microsoft where it's like day one it's on both and it's like, oh why why buy an Xbox. Yeah, you can just play it on the computer. No, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, the Switch is great. I'm happy it's where it is. It's just, yeah, it's kind of weird. It no, <laughs> it's just kind of weird. No more handheld systems. Well, it's just, it's just kind of, it's kind of interesting that we kind of lived through this whole era, you know. I mean, not the original, like, Game Boy, but we did live through a good portion of, like, handheld systems. I mean, we were alive weird. when the original Game Boy was still technically in production. Yeah, so it's. It's just interesting to see. Like, we saw the beginning of the error, and now we're seeing the error come to an end. We've seen, we've seen the mess. We've basically seen Nintendo dominate for literally yeah. three decades. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they figured it out. Yep, they sure did. Gunpei Yokoi was, a ma- was ahead of his time. Yeah. People can, I mean, complain about Nintendo's stupid bullshit, but, I mean, they had some of the most influential people of all time working there. Yeah. I mean, hell, they still do. I mean, Miyamoto's still there. Oh, yeah. He's still there, and he's still in, like, all of the, uh... What's it called? The Nintendo uh, pr- Press things? conferences. Yeah, he's always yeah. there. So... I mean, they had they had the great Satoru Iwata, like, one of the most talented people ever. Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> say what you will about how dumpy of a company they can be sometimes oh yeah but they the all is kind of be... are oh no they well no they they're all shit when you really look into it but oh yeah i mean it's it is what it is and i mean mm. I, the switch is going to be around for many more years i'm yep. convinced many many more yeah i mean because they're already releasing they released like that new one but it's basically just still the switch it's, but has a bigger it's the screen same, and... it's the same thing but it looks slightly nicer yeah that's basically it i mean if it ain't it's something great, that don't really fix it yeah I, I mean you don't need graphics for what it's doing so yeah no but yeah i mean yeah. handheld gaming what a what a trip yep what a trip yeah but i think we'll wrap it up here because that was yeah this will honestly be a good, we could good yeah moment. yeah this was a good one. Honestly, we could probably go deeper into some of the more obscure ones at some point, but for now, yeah, I think we'll cut it off here. Yeah. And once again, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, the Gaming Collecting Podcast is made on Anchor Podcast, and you can find us on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcast and Spotify. Ooh. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, as well as on Good Pods. And the episodes will usually be up on YouTube at some time after after the fact basically whenever i get around to it and once again guys thanks for joining (laughs) us on the gaming collecting podcast we will see you all next time see you later bye-bye bye